Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast, a program about shaking up the comfort zone of small business team performance. For business owners, managers, and anyone who feels the smallest change in awareness can unlock transformational results to their organization. Here's your host, Scott Hopkins. Hello, my name is Scott Hopkins. Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast. This is the seventh episode in the Team Dynamics Key Performer Series. This week, we're continuing the conversation about engagement by expanding the discussion about conflict and accountability. Conflict and accountability can have a very powerful, positive, or negative impact on any organization's ability to develop highly effective teams. So today's episode is titled, Conflict Can Be Useful. Over the past episodes, I've built a picture of how organizations create an atmosphere of trust and communication by leadership developing an understanding of how various team members interact with each other. We've also been talking about how through engaging and empowering team members and understanding their motivations, leaders develop strong commitment to organizational goals. Now, having created that dynamic in your mind within team members, Now it's time to start bringing the individuals together into a high-performing team. I mentioned back in episode two the idea of Tuckman's stages of group development, forming, storming, norming, and performing, the concept of how team members learn to interact with each other over time until they reach a point of high performance. Historically, though, unfortunately, most teams have trouble getting past the norming stage in group development. Much of this is because individual motivations, ego, or perceived personality conflicts make it very hard for team members to come together and work. Politics, religion, bias, personal experiences can create a difficult environment for people to trust and foster effective communication. Teams that are unable to get past the norming stage historically never really got past the storming phase of group development. They simply just felt that they had reached an understanding and moved on. The story phase is the place where trust is developed through breaking down conflict in groups and coming up with a way to get past the conflict in individual motivations for the benefit of the team. Story phase usually involves some sort of a team building exercise, some sort of a conversation, some sort of a social event where team members have an opportunity to really kind of talk and sit down and understand each other. For teams that move to the norming stage but are unable to really move further, there's generally an artificial harmony that forms because the team thinks they cleared up their conflict in the story phase. But in reality, there was some deeper underlying issue that they never really resolved and it keeps them from moving forward. With artificial harmony and a lack of real trust in the team, the members won't engage with one another. They are unable to make important decisions together, and that eventually leads to anger and tension and pushes the team back into the storming phase or tears the team apart. My experience in building teams over the years has shown that people naturally tend to avoid conflict of any sort. Team members would rather there be an artificial harmony where everyone can smile and work together, but never really engage and connect at a trusting personal level. 
One of the benefits of developing and running teams in high-stress situations such as combat is that the stress tends to pull conflicts into the open, which allows teams to get past them quickly. In office environments, it's usually a bit more difficult. Last episode, I talked about how beliefs drive behavior and those behaviors drive results. This is an important idea to bring into the discussion about conflict. As leaders, you need to be able to engage your team and ask great questions to get and build trust and understand motivations. But asking great questions also works well in creating good conflict. As long as conflict focuses on solving disagreements and understanding of underlying beliefs that are causing them, and as long as the conflict or disagreement avoids personality-focused or mean-spirited attacks, it can create impactful understanding within the team. When high-performing teams went through their storming phase, they mined for the beliefs that caused disagreements between each team member. Somehow, they figured out by talking or by doing or by expressing concerns the things that were going to create tension within the team. This process sheds light on disagreements and it gives the team members a chance to work through them. Now, sometimes the disagreements aren't able to be solved, but simply bringing them out into the open creates awareness and allows team members to be conscious of the problem so that when they do start to show, it's not a surprise and it doesn't create more tension. As a leader in a team, conflict should be able to occur naturally. But the example of how to handle good behavior should be created for everyone on the team to understand. I mentioned in earlier episodes that as a leader, you create that picture. You create the standard by which everybody else works. And as a leader, if you, if you approach conflict in a mean, aggressive, tense way, then your team members are going to do the same. If you approach conflict in a calm, warm way in which you are open to discussion, then your team members are going to follow suit. Also, everyone on the team should give permission. Let uncomfortable team members know they are free to opening up about the conflict or disagreement and that there should not be any fear of being judged or belittled for their concerns. The freedom to be open about conflict also creates an expectation of accountability within the team. When any team member is free to open up about their disagreements and conflict because there is trust within the team, they know that their problems will be handled openly and calmly. And with that, the cohesion of the team increases. Accountability of each individual to limiting the stress and the tension in the team adds to the success of the team. A team that is comfortable with that accountability, raising disagreements or calling out other peers on their performance or behaviors that are hurting the team is able to have a lively, thoughtful discussion that lends itself to creative, critical thinking, and quick problem solving, and also open effective performance. Once team members can talk freely, they can interact freely, they know that their ideas won't be questioned or dismissed, and they will trust their opinions will be respected and considered. Accountability within a team means that everyone will be held to the same standard, and that potential pitfalls and problems will be questioned quickly without hesitation for quick, timely resolution. Going back to some of the other discussions about engagement and empowerment, once a team member knows that there's a level of accountability and freedom to discuss their concerns or their questions, they're gonna be much more motivated 
to do what needs to be done because they know that their ideas are not going to be judged or belittled. To carry on this discussion in the next episode of the Team Dynamic series, I'm going to continue to expand on the idea of conflict and accountability as it opens the door to creating a belief in the freedom to fail and the impact on team success. Thanks as always for listening. And remember, if you found value in our discussion today, please go to www.chaotictheory.com and sign up to get updates and join the Chaotic Theory live group on LinkedIn. Also, share or like this podcast where you downloaded it or on Facebook or LinkedIn. And if you want to find out more about Team Dynamics, check out my website at www.chaoticperformance.com. And remember, even the smallest change in awareness can bring transformational results. Mm -hmm.